Hey everybody, Jake here. Christian Jordan wanted me to let you know before the episode gets started that there were some audio issues during recording. I cut around it as best I could, but just in case there's anything weird, that's why. No such luck, Puff Pants. It's the wrong crystal once again. Huh? I think she went home to change her pants. Moon Podcast Escalation! there my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much and today oh today oh this this most wonderful of days it's a mako spotlight everybody we are going to be watching episode 105 i want power mako lost in doubt it's a good one it's very exciting. And in order to help us talk about that, we are joined by a uh, an old friend of the show, someone who's returning back for another couple of episodes, Artley King Vasquez. We are so happy to have you back. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back Hello. at this very early hour. Yeah, we are recording this uh, the morning after uh, Daylight Savings Time, so all of us have just lost an hour of sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but But I was prepared. I went to bed at 11.30. Wait, that's what you consider early? Like, that's not... I went to bed earlier than that. For me, that's early. I mean, that's early for me, too, but I went to bed at 11. I mean, look, I went to bed at, like, 9.30 and then watched these two episodes of Sailor Moon and and played some video games. Not me. I just just marathoned the whole season all day, so... Yeah, that was my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? I really did, yeah, because I I found my old uh, copies of the pioneer uh dvds while i was just pa- unpacking stuff and i just marathoned through the whole season so the old dub mm-hmm. oh wow nice so there's definitely uh-huh. some uh interesting takes in this yeah i okay so both of you have seen the old dub yep. for this episode that's very exciting mm-hmm. uh now artley you were a guest before mm-hmm. if i was smart and if i had had this cup of coffee that i'm drinking right now before i hit record i would have looked up which episode you were on before mm-hmm. uh so i'm just gonna talk for a minute and vamp uh, while I look up your name, there we go. Episode seventy three and uh, seventy four were yours. <laughs> you uh, were here for the first appearance of Esmeralda. I was, and where we talked about these ten feet of pancakes that you that you used to love to eat. <laughs> oh, so good, so many pancakes. So, if anyone wants to uh, listen to you talk about your history with Sailor Moon, they can head back to episode seventy three. But uh, you did say you had something you wanted to talk about before we got into the show. Okay, so um, I so recently I have gotten a lot of cool Sailor Moon merchandise from Hot Topic. I got the gray transformation shirt with her uh, locket on it and like some of the transformation items on the back. There's a, I think it's an online exclusive t-shirt of uh, Sailor Moon and Chibi Moon in like gold foil. It's a three-quarter shirt that's really awesome. And... I don't know if you guys know this, but remember way back Halloween's past when you guys watched the Sailor Moon musical, uh, Bloody Dracul? Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
So how could I ever forget that really. eight-hour journey to <laughs> not actually really seeing Sailor Moon fighting Dracula like I was promised? I'm sorry you were hurt by that. So you guys also need to watch the Sailor Moon musical that actually is based off Sailor Moon S. It's actually it's called the Lugan Gakuen series. Um, there are two versions. They're both on YouTube, subtitled. There is the 2003 summer uh, edition with Marina Kuruki and I forgot the other guy who's playing Tuxedo Mask. And then there is the Mugen Gakuen revision, which is done in the winter. And it has the same cap, they has the same Sailor Moon, but it, also, it has a different Tuxedo Mask. So you can only watch that if you're okay with spoilers or if you read the manga, because it basically follows manga canon with a few extra characters in it that really have no purpose being there. But it's hilarious to watch. <laughs> Does either of them have the tuxedo mask that Chris is in love with? Yamada Yuga? No, no, no. These are all, uh, it's uh, the, the, the one that I prefer has Yui Shitaro in it because he is gorgeous. And, but if I had to make a recommendation, I would watch the revision over the first one because the revision has more uh, musical numbers in it. Oh. Uh, oh, great. More musical numbers. Well, okay. More tolerable <laughs> musical numbers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you, you, newer listeners might not be aware of how much I was super disappointed by The Last Dracul. No, no. All reasonable people were disappointed by that. I don't know anybody who yeah. likes that. Although looking back, there was a lot of stuff I liked about it. Too. No, there wasn't. Like, I liked the uh, no, I liked the bad guys and their little song. You are uh, deluding I liked yourself. The, I liked. <laughs> yeah, I you liked know what, Chris? You know, of- you know what else is great? That that Alan and Ann plot. It's really it's really great. Looking back, yeah. And Ezra is around for like what 50, 60 episodes. She's so oh important. Oh god, guys, you're killing me. Okay. <laughs> no, you are crazy. No. That 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 musical was torture. We lit. I mean, again, we weren't together, but when we talked about it, we were both like talking about how we were watching it, going, "Oh my god, oh my god, is this ever going to end? What is happening to us?" It was awful. Uh, if anybody wants to, if anybody wants to hear that one, that was our bonus episode that we did for Halloween 2015. You might have noticed that we did not do a bonus episode for Halloween 2016. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know why. <laughs> but this this one, you're saying this one is good. This one actually is because go- so it's one of the first ones that I saw when uh, there was this uh, Japanese video store in Manhattan that me and my husband used to go to. And they had a bunch of the Sailor Moon musicals. So they had one. It was called Shin Kaguya Destiny. And okay. then there was this one. So, mind you, they were both for us, so I watched them in Japanese, but they were really good. And I think I prefer the Mugen Gakuen one only because of the extra characters that they put in it. And it's actually really funny. And the way that they copied the story from the manga to the stage is really good as well. Not like that god-awful Dracula one. I, even I could, Look, even I can't get behind that. I will defend Sailor Moon till I die. <laughs> You know, Chris, you might remember uh, there is something else relevant about that Dracula one, because it was the first time that you ever saw Neptune, Uranus, and Tomo. Yes, that's true. That is true. Uh, I had never seen them before. And now here we are in in Sailor Moon S, and I think they are rad. (laughs) (laughs) They are. 
Hartley, I when we I think when we finish S, mm-hmm. maybe we'll watch the musical and we'll do like a mini retrospective, a chibi retrospective. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> of course. On Sailor Moon S. By the way, Jordan, uh, we should point out in these two episodes that we're going to be watching, uh, that we're going to be talking about today, and that listeners are going to be hearing in this episode, and the next zero. Zero Chibi Moon. Well, like one scene yeah. of of Rini, which is one scene of uh, Chibi. So weird. Why would they go to all the trouble of bringing her back, yeah. making a big deal out of it, and then go, "Yeah, we don't really want to have her in the episode, though." <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. Like I like I don't necessarily mind because I like these two episodes. <laughs> right. Okay, but it's it's really weird that they brought her back. It's a huge deal, and they're like, "Yeah, but two episodes in a row, we, we got other stuff to talk about." <laughs> I think they only did it for the plot later on. They were like, all right, this is relevant to the manga. We're going to have to do something. But we technically probably could have waited to have her come in. Yeah, bring her after these episodes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's very weird. So we have a couple of emails to read before we get into the actual show. I, 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 thought, I thought someone was going to say something there. Yes, <laughs> that sounds great. Sure, let's do okay. it. First of all, we uh, this is actually based on the mini episode that we did. Um, J. Richard Eddy uh, emailed and told us about the origin of thought circuits. Oh, mm. okay. Because uh, remember, like we thought, like like we thought the phrase "thought circuits" was so weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, J. Richard Eddy writes in to say, in Japanese, thought circuit, Shiko Cairo is an expression that means thought patterns or way of thinking. Extending that with the verb short isn't too unreasonable. If you wanted to be cute, you might translate it as derailing one's train of thought. Ah. That was really interesting to me because uh, train of thought and, and derailing a train of thought are expressions that are so common in English that I wouldn't even think of them. But it's just that we've had trains longer than we've had circuits, I think, that is getting me. Yeah, whereas if you, I guess if you said train of thought to someone who was not a native English speaker, they would be like, oh, wow, that's a cool metaphor. And you'd be like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah, I did say train, didn't I? Uh, I just didn't think about it at all. Uh, we also got a letter from Ginny, which was, I, I loved this letter because it was, uh, the subject line is hashtag cookbook theory. And I was very uh, ready to read this. So I'm just going to go through it kind of quickly. It is a a longish email. Uh, After re-listening to some of your past episodes, I've come to see a connection between hashtag cookbook and my theory of Sailor Moon. As I was listening to episode 96 where Makoto falls for Haruka, I've come to this realization about the cookbook couple. Earlier in your podcast series, I recall you mentioning who you thought asked the other out first. Your notion was that Ami asked out Makoto. Why? My theory is that Ami knew right away that she was attracted to girls and Makoto did not. As someone who identifies as bi and is attracted to both girls and boys, I had trouble with this too. Particularly if you've only been attracted to boys in the past and suddenly have an attraction to girls, it can sometimes be written off as, oh, they remind me of a hot boy, and that's why I'm attracted to them. Which is very Makoto. Going back to Cookbook, I believe Makoto is actually bi and starts to realize this in this episode, 96, as she knows that Haruka is a girl and still has a crush on her. Additionally, Makoto continues to crush over boys and compare them to her ex-boyfriend. Therefore, I don't believe she pushes away the attraction to boys, but rather realizes she likes both. This is also why I agree with your notion that Ami would ask out Makoto, since she may realize that being attracted to both, you can choose whom you peruse. 
Uh, and if you never, I, I think you maybe meant pursue. Uh, you can choose who you pursue. <laughs> and if you never pursue girls, you never have to admit or identify as anything other than straight, and this makes it comfortable. So I agree and believe that Ami made the first move. Makoto felt the sparks that were mutual with a girl and finally wanted to pursue a relationship of this nature. Uh, so right. there's a little more in this email, but thank you, Jenny, for writing in. It, with support of the true Miracle Romaansu. <laughs> finally we actually had a couple of people mention this both on twitter and uh, uh listener elizabeth uh emailed me about this uh we talked a little bit about a Dojinchi series that we we looked at just a little bit in the last episode and it turns out this was uh the name of this uh series and elizabeth was kind enough to to send a link so i could read a uh, fan translation of it is called a zone and it was uh created by kyuhiko azuma who would go on to be the creator of Azumanga Daio and uh, oh. Yatsubato, which are two of my favorite manga of all time, uh, outside of Sailor Moon. I went and read the whole thing, and and Jordan, you should yeah. read these. They're amazing. Send me the link, man. I remember hearing about these. I don't know how I got this in my head, but I had always heard or assumed or thought that Azuma drew uh, like Sailor Moon hentai doujinshi. <laughs> And I think that might just be because I equated all doujinshi with hentai doujinshi. I didn't realize that could just be like fan comics. It's like it's like if someone says fan fiction and you just immediately assume that they're writing about the characters boning down. I think it's reasonable. <laughs> anyway, I went and read this. And uh, what's really important about this, Jordan, is that there's a scene where uh, uh, Anne steals... Ami's intelligence. She steals Ami's <laughs> energy and intelligence, and she leaves Ami as, like, kind of blank-eyed and dim-witted. And then Ami realizes that she is no longer smart, and so she picks up a chair and beats Anne into a coma. What? Yeah, it's it's pretty great. That's pretty hilarious, actually. Yes. Yeah, and there's also, uh, the, the lead story is actually really fun. It's about uh, Ray being on a deadline to create a, a manga and uh, the other Senshi showing up to assist her, and Ami being the only one who is actually disciplined enough to sit there and draw backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's really, really super fun, uh, and I'm really glad to, uh, to have read uh, this. So thank you to Elizabeth, thank you to everybody who wrote in about that and, uh, and uh, sent things in, because look, oftentimes we have questions about things. But how can that be? We must be experts. No, we own microphones. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So thank you. Thank you so much for every uh, everyone who told us about Azone. Uh, I gotta as read a, that. As yeah. a big fan of, of Azuma, like, I never went looking for his Sailor Moon stuff before, so I was glad to see it. I will definitely read that. This is something I haven't mentioned in a while. I have a theory that, like... My my headcanon, my fan theory, is that Azumanga Daio takes place in the same universe as Sailor Moon. It's just the other kids in the class who aren't Sailor Scouts. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think uh, Yukari and uh, and Miss Haruna are not too far off as characters. Uh, but now that we've gone through the emails, uh, we've talked to Artly, we've, we've rehashed the musical that we watched a year and a half ago... <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you say we get into the episode? I, th I think that sounds great. Works for me. Uh, 
as I previously said, we are going to be watching I Want Power, episode mm. 105 of uh, Sailor Moon. S. Jordan, do you have the Cloverway title for this episode? I sure do, and I don't think there's any possible way you will get this. Mm, that sounds like a challenge. Well, don't look it up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is it... Okay, give me, give me one hint. Okay, uh, it's a line from a song. That didn't really narrow it down. No, I know. There's no way you're going to get it, though. And I don't know how else. It, it's a, it's a, li- a very famous line from a very famous American song. Mm-hmm. Thriller. <laughs> I'm walking out. No. I'm done. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm out. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very famous American song. I don't know. Like, all right, I was all thrilled right. by the event. I'll, I'll give you one more huge hint. It has to do because it's a it's a line from an American song, and it has to do with what he says to Jupiter when he's dying. He tells her to 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 not rely on herself, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? It's uh, now I'm even more confused. <laughs> Come on, you could do this. This that now you can do it. I think now you could do it. Ah, uh, jeez. Um... Is it is it you've got to bet on yourself now, Star? Because that's your best bet from the three eleven song. No, uh, get think, Chris. Think about who's making this show, not oh. people listening to three eleven. Oh, I don't know. They were they were hot, they were the hot band in yeah. ninety seven. It wasn't cool people making this show. I'll be on, let's be honest. Okay. Okay, that's true. W- one more hint. One more hint. Give me the third hint. I'll cash in my last hint coin. Okay. And we can move on with the segment that no one likes. That 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 was a that was a really big hit that I just made. So it's an older song. It's a pretty old song. Is it "Lean on Me"? No, but you're. It could have been. <laughs> it could have been. Yeah, that it's people who need people. Ah, oh, come on. Yes, listen. <laughs> oh. Ew. Yeah, you're right. There was no way I could have gotten that. That's <laughs> that's goddamn ridiculous. That's really wrong. From and the song ever... "People," oh god, uh, from "Funny Girl," 1964, Barbara Streisand. I'm reading this off of uh, the Wiki Moon, so I don't I don't just know when "Funny Girl" happened. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about hearing a uh, a ukulele cover of "People." No, <laughs> no, for the love of all this grand and holy, no. <laughs> Please, please, Jordan, don't. Please, I beg of you. Oh, I don't think I will. Oh, thank you. I don't think my ears could take it. Hartley, why don't you let us have fun when you're on the show? I will let you guys have fun within reason, but damn it, I will not sit there and be be abused like this. (laughs) So we open with Makoto running through the woods uh, and having a flashback to a fight that we did not see. Uh, And I was actually really confused at the start of this episode because it's been you know we had to we had to skip a week uh i've been in seattle and back we've done a lot in the time since we've uh since we've last recorded as far as like working uh so i was really i thought did i hit the wrong episode in the uh like in the menu because i missed the the sailor senshi fighting ironder <laughs> yeah really uh, who is a pretty amazing villain and i felt like i would have remembered if i had seen her yeah you 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 really fell for that yeah i thought i it, it's been a while i didn't think i had missed one but i thought mm-hmm. that i clicked maybe on 106 instead of 105 
Yeah, I, I specifically had in here Lost Adventure, and I also put down low-cost animation. Very low-cost. <laughs> it is. Because they just drew lots of still images and, like, panned around <laughs> them and zoomed in on them. They got some They got some keyframes yeah. and, uh, and let that carry the work. They were like, so- we can't do two big villain fights in <laughs> one episode. What are you guys doing? So can I say, um, I so like I said, I was watching the old my old Pioneer DVDs, and I watched it in English, and I didn't realize that they played the old English Sailor Moon theme song over the Japanese animation, and that was very oh, jarring yeah. for me. I'm like, what? What is this? This is not even. This is no way in sync with. What I remember, because I'm so used to seeing like the old animation and things like that. I'm like, is this just being lazy or have I just, am I having like a brain aneurysm or something? Your thought circuits were freaking out. Apparently my <laughs> thought circuits were freaking out and I don't know how to handle I mean, I like the fact that they use the old song, but it no way matches the Japanese uh, opening at all. So they played it over the like the, yeah. the actual opening sequence? Yeah, yeah, they yeah played over the, the S yeah. sequence, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that is that is super weird. Right? It creeped me out watching it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's let's keep out. going. <sighs> let's let's do so this. So let's guess. talk about this iron uh, monster because yes, please let's so talk this about is, this iron monster. This is the lost adventure. This is what every every fan person should be writing. Like, let's let's do a best of best version of this of this episode that doesn't right. exist. Listen, if we we ever do another like fan fiction contest like we've done in the past it's uh-huh. gonna be write the write the episode with ironder because yes. it, because because yeah you uh you deal is going i mean i don't know tomo has to be like i'm getting my clothes done <laughs> why don't we find the best the best uh clothes cleaner like the best uh the best uh dry cleaner in the in the in the city or something probably and they're like all right we've already got one we'll make an iron <laughs> <laughs> so exactly oh i can actually see that happening it could be oh it's, it's, it is wait it's, it's, it is technically makoto trying to have the the fight it could be after when she was in the 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 scarf store in that episode a couple of uh, <laughs> right, think about it it could be from yep, her yep. going back to that scarf store having to get her scarf ironed out and then there that's where it is I think this is almost on the level of uh, the headcanon of Queen Beryl working in a crepe shop uh, <laughs> before she reawakened as uh, as Queen Beryl. Um, that's not headcanon. That's canon. How dare you? So, canon. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's eye canon. That's eye canon. <laughs> Can we talk about Ironder and her amazing design, though? Like, she's a giant muscle lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has, like, like a flat iron crotch, uh-huh. yeah. an electric plug for her head. Yep. yep. She's got steam nozzles coming out of her shoulders, and also her <laughs> shoes are irons. Yep. All of this is true. Is she an iron yeah. or a tea kettle? She's she's an iron. No, no, she's. I think she's an iron. Yeah. <laughs> she is definitely an iron. <laughs> iron. Yeah. Okay. You thought she was a tea kettle? I mean, I, I guess don't know. because she's got a little handles. Yeah. Yeah. But that well, crotch is a very flat yeah. metal surface. Oh, yeah, that's an iron. Okay. That is a hundred percent an iron. Uh, I think she's great. I actually think it's really surprising that they. This is not like a throwaway design, is the thing. I mean, it is, but it's no more or less of a throwaway design than literally any of the other monsters we've seen on this show. 
Right. Like, I wonder if they actually were making an episode. They were like, no, scrap that episode. Yeah, we've got to we've got to go we've got to go deal with Makoto having self doubts. Oh, you know what? They probably did have an episode, but it had Shibusa in it. They were like, you know what? We're not doing this again. Nope. Just take it out. We're done. Chibiusa is appear in this flashback. <laughs> the other thing I like about this, I genuinely do like this. Chibiusa doesn't appear in the flashback. Neither do uh, Haruka and Michiru. Oh, yeah. And so I kind of like the idea that, like, we, we're only seeing the times when Haruka and Michiru show up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they fought some other things, but uh, these cool new characters weren't there, so who cares? Exactly. So in the flashback, uh, Irander, Irander, it, it proves to be too strong for the other Sailor Scouts. You know, all the Sailor Scouts tackle her. You know that thing that they always do. Yeah. You know that thing they always do where all four of the Sailor Scouts except Jupiter will physically try to tackle a monster? Yep. They do that all the time. Yeah, of course. It's like their signature move. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's Sailor Teleport, yeah. Sailor Planet Power, yep. and uh, physically tackling a monster. It's the, they always go to that. It's a go-to move. <laughs> okay. The monster proves to be too strong for them, throws them off, and then Makoto, uh, whose strength is her forte... Uh, goes and gets in a uh, a Greco-Roman knuckle lock test of strength with the monster, uh, only to be thrown down because she is not strong enough. Mm. Yeah. Uh, she tries sparkling wide pressure, and that doesn't work. And then, then Sailor Moon uses Moon Spiral Heart Attack, and Makoto is apparently like really upset that Sailor Moon used Moon Spiral Heart, Heart Attack to kill this monster when she wasn't up to the job herself, which is weird. Because that has happened for 105 episodes at this point. I actually wrote that down. I was like, your attacks don't always kill the monster. Why are you so disheartened by this? Yeah. Never kill the monster. Exactly. It's like, this has never happened. So what? Actually, no, I think it only happened once or twice for Makoto. And it was like, it's okay. That's not your job. Has it happened before? I didn't remember that. I could just want to happen like back in R where she killed the lion monster or something like that. Yeah, I think it happens when she uses uh, Jupiter Thunder Dragon. Yes. Which is oh. rad as shit. And I don't know why she doesn't use that anymore. Oh, that was a one-off. But it certainly never happened with Sparkling Wide Pressure. Right. <sighs> so she decides she needs to be more powerful. We also didn't mention she's running through the forest barefoot. That sounds incredibly painful. You gotta, you gotta toughen up your feet. It does, but I kind of like the scene of her running through the forest barefoot because the way they have her running, it shows it shows her even though she's five six, it makes her look taller. And the way her mm-hmm. hair is just running, like blowing in the wind, it gives it I don't know, like kind of like a gazelle kind of pose. The way she's running, like her stance is amazing. I wish I could run like that, but I cannot. So during this episode, I was trying to think why is it that she looks so much taller than five six and. It really, in effect, all of mm-hmm. the girls look taller than they are. Because, I mean, what is you said Sailor Moon is what, 4'11 or something? Yeah. Sailor Moon's supposed to be 4'11. Like, she does not look 4'11. And I guess it's because, it's because they're inhumanly thin as well. And so if you think of a person being 4'11 and that thin, you're like, that person barely exists. Like, what is happening? Well, we get – we actually get a lot of good – tall makoto stuff oh yeah like where there's gonna be a scene later where she actually for the first time in a long time looks like she is you know eight seven inches taller than usagi right you're talking about when they're all tied up when they're all tied up later spoiler warning uh they get tied up i mean it's not like it hasn't happened before (laughs) i mean 
par for the course. It's fine. So we cut to Tomoe. Uh, he's calling up Udile, as always, or Ujil, depending on who you ask. Ujil, according to my uh, subtitle version, Ujil. Yeah, they, they, in the new one, they call her Udile. See, now here's the thing. Like, I, I, I talked about this briefly last time, but yeah, it's with a D in the subtitles, and it's with a D in the new dub, but it's with a G in the old dub and that it was like well i wonder why they made that change but the reason they made that change is because again if you look at the japanese for her name mm-hmm. it doesn't have a d sound it has a just sound well that's like the, the, there's a lot of weird transliteration like like how uh b and v are often conflated like like sailor v is is uh, uh sarah sarah v uh yeah. when it's written out properly but not when it's not when it's spoken yeah. yeah, let me let me look it up again. You you Jiaru is how you spell her name in Japanese. You Jiaru. That would explain the the way they spelled it in the 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 subtitle right. version from the for the pioneer. So it's very strange to me that they really mean it to be a D when they use the J, but that's the way it is. Like you said, yeah, sometimes strange things happen in the because obviously it's based on an actual mineral, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. So they changed it back to match the mineral. Exactly. <laughs> With a D. All right. Tomoe comes up to Witches 5. Once again, we see we see the Witches 5 office, which is great, and is just a, like five ladies wearing glasses doing science in the yeah. dark. Yeah. Yep. It's all true. This is the future liberals want. Is this a Yes. Tomoe calls up and he's like, hey, uh, I think uh, I got a feeling one of the scouts is going to be hanging out with a with a, uh, a Buddhist monk uh, this week. So we should probably have a plot that involves that. Uh, what's that? No, no storyline reason for this to be happening. Just just coincidence, as usual. She just found the person at peak heart. Yes. They were at, they're at peak purity of heart. Yes. Um, now, she brings up the pictures, and I wrote down that this is, uh, this is non-gross Gramps. Oh. That's, a good, that's a good point. <laughs> this is Gramps is stretched point. out into a full-sized human being and not a lech. What if this is what Gramps looked like when he was young? Yeah, exactly, oh. exactly. Oh, God. That's horrible. Because <laughs> he, he kind of, like, he's kind of a goofball in the end, you know? Yes. Yeah, like just like just like Grandpa. Jeez. So when he gets older, he's gonna look like Gramps. Is where you're going with this? <laughs> he's gonna yeah, shrink I down, think so. like old people do. That's the that's a that horrible way. future. That's horrible. Future. I think Mako uh, dodged a bullet with uh with this uh this relationship. Well, by the time he becomes that, she would become a, a small old lady. Like again, much like all anime and manga. Old ladies get small as well. So what you're telling me is this is Haposai and Cologne from Rama One Half. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Well, that's, we don't see a lot of older ladies we don't. in Sailor Moon. So, yeah. Well, the, technically, look, we've, the, we've seen a thousand-year-old lady. Yeah, we just... I was going to say, the <laughs> oldest woman we've seen in this is a thousand years old, and she looks great. <laughs> Not a day over 14. Well, technically, we have seen a 905-year-old, or is, or is that still not canon? I'm sorry. That's, that's, mm, I'm sorry. That's not, that's not Sailor Business canon. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just not going to let that go, are you? Never. Never accepting it. I'm it's, sorry. it's too weird. I'll have everything in the show. That's the one that's too weird. That's the one too far? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So they put, I guess it's, it's, you know, puts a Daruma 
Yeah. No, the, no, no. Uh, you've missed that. You've missed something so important. Or, or is it after that? No, it's before this. Because he, she finally goes. By the way, what am I looking for? What the hell are we looking for? <laughs> what, what, I know I've been doing this for weeks. Right. How will I know if I'm done? <laughs> right. I forgot that this happens here. Yeah. What are the pure hearts? What would these? Um, what are they called? Talismans look like? And he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, you didn't know? Well, I guess I should tell you. Um, they would either look hey, like you know the Imperial Treasures of Japan. Of course you do. We're in Japan, and no one else will ever be uh, watching this show. I'm sure. Uh, they just look like that. They just look oh. exactly like that. I didn't know that. Are you? Is that true? Yes. Yeah. They are. These are modeled after. I. I was almost positive we had talked about it on the show before, Jordan. These are modeled remember. after the imperial treasures of Japan. So a mirror, a sword, and a crystal ball. Well, yes. In the in the in the translation, they called it a crystal ball, and I was like, that's not a ball. It well, looks in like the a heart. subtitles, this is one of the weird differences between the subtitles and the dialogue of the the new version, mm-hmm. the the new Vista. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says it's a mirror, a sword, and a jewel. Yes. Uh, huh. In the subtitles, in the dialogue, he says it's a mirror, a sword, and an orb. Yeah, that's but right. It's not round. But yeah, just so you know, Jordan, I went ahead and looked it up. I, I'm sure we've talked about this before, so maybe it'll jar your memory. Okay. Uh, the Imperial Regalia of Japan, also known as the Three Sacred Treasures of Japan, consist of the sword Kusanagi, the mirror mm-hmm. Yata no Kagami, and the jewel uh, Yasakani no Magatama. Uh, the regalia represent the three primary virtues, valor, the sword, wisdom, the mirror, and benevolence, the jewel. Uh, due to the legendary status of these items, their locations are not confirmed, but it is commonly thought the sword is located in the uh, Atsuda Shrine in Nagoya. The jewel is located at the three palace sanctuaries in Kokyo, the Imperial Palace in Tokyo, and the mirror is located at the Ise Grand Shrine in Mie Prefecture. So these are, th- these are modeled after something that I think like that everyone would know about in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then this is where like culture and knowing and going in geek, geek culture and conventions and seeing the internet spoil things for you. Because then they go, once they're all brought together, they will, the Holy Grail will appear. And then you see a Grail that, Chris, I'm sure you've never seen before in your life. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually, I feel like I've seen it before, but I don't really remember it. It looks like the, a trophy from Sailor Moon Drops is what it looks like. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Trade him in for Luna and Artemis. <laughs> Perfect. They're going to play Sailor Moon Drops at the end of this season. They have to line up the three <laughs> talismans. You know, right, you got to match them, and then they disappear forever. Yep. You know, you're going to be careful. That's going to be an actual level one day in Sailor Moon Drops. And I'm going to come back sure and blame will. you guys. <laughs> So uh, that's that's when they put the Dharma into the uh, the the Easy Bake uh, Diamond Oven. <laughs> hey, and, and we should we should say it's a little weird. This is the kind of mythological and and cultural like weird shove it in a blender mashup that like Americans would do. Because mm-hmm. like yeah yeah you know the three Imperial Treasures of Japan, Holy Grail, same thing. It's all it's all together. It's all connected. It's fine. Exactly. It's literally like this mishmash of okay, we're just gonna make whatever up. We're just gonna keep going. Yeah. Deal with it. Like you said, they put a Daruma in the Easy Bake Monster Oven. Uh, now a Daruma is something that I am legitimately mostly familiar with from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there is a Pokemon based on the Daruma that's that's a really cool Pokemon, Darumaka. They are slightly more important than that in Japanese culture. Right. What what does it I don't even know what it really is, actually. I've seen them always, like a zillion times. 
but I don't know what they are. I actually just looked it up. Hold on. Let's see here. It looks like it's a traditional doll from, let's say, the founder of a Zen sect of Buddhism. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think they have much to do with the actual plot of the episode other than like, oh, this is like a this is a Buddhist thing, uh, which is about what we're going to get. Wait, according to this, it says the Daruma doll is seen as a, a symbol of perseverance and good luck, making them a popular gift for encouragement. That's probably why it's in this episode. There you go. There you go. So where does the car come from this episode? Uh, the Erie uh, Canal, it looks let's, like. <laughs> let's right, talk right. about... Let's talk about the underground network of Subaru tunnels that Dr. Tomoe has in Tokyo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or, or the Wishes 5 have. We're on, it's not clear. Who's, or the Wishes 5. I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess we never saw... Uh, I can't even remember her name. She's she's dead to me, like she is to the Scouts. <sighs> oh, Kaylee Knight, though. Knight, yes. Uh, Knight never, never did this. Knight was like, huh, a train. You ride on top of those, right? <laughs> Like these, which is five, are like putting on the seatbelts and riding their riding the Subaru outback out of the uh, out of the uh, the tunnel there, like out of the canal. Well, to be fair, Kylie Knight can tra- could teleport, so she didn't have to use the underground tunnels of you know the Witches Five headquarters. So there's that. We actually got a uh, a note on uh, from someone about the the car being a reference. Do you remember that, Jordan? I think it was a tweet. Let me see. Let me look. Also, we just got a note uh, that that over Twitter that talked about how uh, when we were talking about the theme song, we were talking about how if you get too specific, uh, it won't get any radio play. But apparently, Moon Pride, the theme to Sailor Moon Crystal, which fucking rules, was number yeah. one in Japan. That's pretty funny. It's it's fair because I down I paid money for that song. It's in my iTunes library. Oh, it's amazing. Same, same. It rules. We might have to do a, a deep dive into that one too. Yeah, it's a really good song. I love it. Good idea. Let's see. Let's see. I'm not finding the car thing right now. We get a lot of tweets. That's the problem. Uh, and that's not a problem. I love it. Don't stop tweeting us. <laughs> but I mean, that's why I can't find it right this second. Let's see. Because why? I'm so confused because. The car comes out of this canal, but why are there two people just hanging out by the canal? Does anybody else see that, or was it just me? They're fishing, right? I thought they were romancing. Nope. They, that is not... I don't fish that way. Nope, they are not fishing. They are necking. <laughs> it's like, is that how you fish? Is that what the kids are calling it nowadays? Fishing? All right. <laughs> fishing. Uh, I, I was wrong. Uh, yeah, you, you know, sometimes you sometimes you you just want to like spend some some quality time with the person you love, and so you head down to the canal, and you almost get your head taken off by a Subaru Outback that shoots you, out of the you, water you lie, and onto train tracks. You lie, yeah, you lie back on that comfortable concrete and fish. You know, sometimes you're you're out with your with your bay, and you're like, yeah, this is where they filmed Terminator Two. No, <laughs> no, just no. All right, I'm not having any. Let's let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, the the most hilarious thing about this is that UDL then like has to drive an hour to get <laughs> like to get wherever she's going. That's like, true. I love that she like ramps out of the water, like up the like up the side of the canal onto the train tracks, and then the next time we 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 see this area is like the girls are traveling there, and they have like they have. A long enough ride there to eat lunch. So mm-hmm. I love the idea of like UDL like swinging by sheets, you know, like like rolling rolling through rolling up to the Circle K and uh, <laughs> filling up the tank 
She's wearing her lab coat over her dancer outfit. Yes. She's got a, she's got a giant syringe rifle strapped to her back, and she's like, "Yeah, let me get a. Uh, can I get like a like a sixteen ounce coke <laughs> and uh, and some and some Hostess fruit pies? Thank you." I can totally see that happening, and then just moving on. Yeah, like, like like leaning back in the in the drive through, uh, asking uh, asking if the Daruma monster wants a wants a snack or something. Uh, no, I don't think that nice. We missed out on some quality road trip action. I think. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. This is literally just like one of those uh, buddy cop movies in the making. Meanwhile, at this Kino household, Usagi gets a note from Mako. Because Mako left without telling anyone? Yeah, what the fuck? Mako just bailed. Well, she doesn't, and I know this sounds bad, but she doesn't technically have to tell anybody where she's going. She's doing it to be polite. She could have been, she could have went there and came back and no one would have known. No, they, no. Well, okay, you say that, and she's, you know, she's an orphan, so it's not like she has to, like, leave a note out for mom or anything. Right. But she is a member of a superhero team. Yeah. She's a Sailor Scout. They have Sailor Business to take care of. Yeah, they, Sailor Business will got taken care of later. She let her do her thing. That's the name of the show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Plug. Yes, yes, that is the name of the show. But technically... They have SailorBusiness.com to take care of. No, they. So yeah. I was kind of expecting this to mm-hmm. be like, and also they're clearly on a break. They're clearly on summer break or, or, right. or spring break or something, mm-hmm. because it turns out that Mamoru also has a job at a hotel that's near the temple where Makoto has gone to train. Mm-hmm. And I was before we saw Yudiol and, and Tomoe, and, and we got the the fact that this is, you know part of the plot, the ongoing plot, I kind of expected this to be our annual vacation episode. I mean, it kind of is. Um, yeah. Like, Pension Adams, like, oh. like fucking Rini meeting the goddamn Loch Ness Monster. No. I thought this was going to be that episode for Sailor Moon S, but it's not. Like, this is this is very much, like, tied into the core plot of the, se- of the season. Don't forget the Lake Ghost. Oh, I forgot the Lake Ghost. Well, actually, this this is actually kind of tied to a chapter in the manga um, where actually instead of Mako going up to the retreat, it's Rei who goes up to the retreat and uh, kind of does like this, her, like a, a cleanse kind of deal. And they all go up to go see her kind of thing. So they actually it is it is tied to something, but they switch the characters. Huh. That's weird. But the, well, I mean, Chris, this kind of is the the wait, hold on, hold on. So the dinosaur episode. Did that one not have any connection to the main plot? No, at all. The dinosaur episode and the and Pension Adams uh, did not have anything to do with with the Dark Kingdom or with the Black Moon Clan. Oh, because I know yeah. I remember those are just like weird offshoots. I remember yes. Lake Monster did the the Forest Shrine Ghost did yeah. or La- Lake Ghost. I meant yeah, yeah. This yeah. is more like that, I guess. Yeah, I, w- I would agree to that. So all the girls hop on the train, uh, and we see them snacking. And the deal is, uh, Usagi has brought all of her friends under the pretense of going up to this temple to help Makoto train. But what she really wants to do, like right next door to the temple, is a hotel where Memoru has gotten a summer job. Right. So right. what she really wants to do 
is go get a hotel nasty with her future husband. Gross. Whoa. Well, Gross. she doesn't say that. I mean, it's implied, but yes, she does. Just smooches. They just want, she just wants smooches. You know what this show really needed was a, uh, was a, a, just a half season that was like that Saved by the Bell season where they go work in a hotel. Oh, yes. Like where everybody goes to work in a hotel. That's what, that's what we needed. Did we though? I feel like we really didn't, to be completely honest. I feel like we really needed a Stacy Carosi. No, we don't. Uh, to to balance out Mamoru. <laughs> oh God, no. I'm pretty sure we don't need that. This is also where we get our only glimpse of Rini Chibi. for the yep. the next two episodes. Who is it? Like, I think it's uh, who says, "Hey, why didn't you bring Chibiusa? Oh, so it, this Ray. is actually Ray who does this. So Ray asks, um, at least in the Japanese version, because I watched mm-hmm. both. She says, and Chibusa was fine with you, uh, just leaving her up there, just leaving without her. Chibi- they and this is where they cut to Chibusa and says, she told me she was going to the bathroom and ducks out the back door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and Usagi has a great moment where she's like, yeah, look, as her future mother, yeah. uh, I was just able to lay down the law. And then Chibius is like, no, you told me you were in the bathroom and and left. You told me you were in the bathroom and you ditched me. So they get off the, the bus after the train. And again, Yusagi is they, they what we will soon refer to as Yusagi's scheme. Yusagi's mm-hmm. like, cool, so we're, now we're here. Um, I hear there's a really nice hotel. It's supposed to be really, like, cool. Why don't we go check it out? Um, that way we can, like, totally let uh, Makoto do her thing. And we'll pop mm-hmm. over. Everybody's like, yeah, that's a really good idea. You know, we can chill. And Amy's like, yeah, I can study. Like, studying is the best, obviously. Nerd. <laughs> I can study in a hotel. That sounds great. And then Luna rats her out like a fucking jerk. Yeah. Don't fall for this scheme. She just wants – because Memoru works there. Now, at which point I'm like, so what? <laughs> It's still – everything is still reasonable. You need a place to stay. It's a hotel. It's nice. What's the problem? It's not that tw- twisted of a scheme. We're going to this place. We can stay in the nice hotel. What's the problem? The problem is they they weren't going to stay in this temple to help Makoto. They were just going to do it at the hotel. It's like, wait a minute. No, no. We came here for a reason. And so they all go you to stay at the hotel. still walk over to the hotel, to the temple. Right. That's true. What I don't understand is, are you allowed to just show up at a temple and go, yeah, we're staying here, by the way? <laughs> That's an actually good question. I, I'm more over the fact that it, like this, in the scene, I think Amy is more angry that she can't see her girlfriend over the fact that she can't study. <laughs> uh, I Listen, I, there's not a lot of – I know you guys are big on your, your, your cookbook. There's, I don't think there's any cookbook in this episode. Oh, there's, there's some coming up. Yes. Just heads up. I did not. Uh, see before it. we get to that, though, I want to do a I want to do a quick round of fashion corner. Okay. Okay. Because uh, we get some cute outfits as they get off the bus. Uh, particularly, Ami is wearing like a really cute like uh, uh, what do you what do you call that thing? Like a a, a bolero style cardigan. Yeah. Like a, a little cropped cardi over like a, a black top and a, a red pencil skirt. Very yes. very cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, I believe we've seen that. Uh, she's wearing like a red skater dress that we've seen before. Yep. Uh, Usagi is going like full on pink ranger. I'm gonna have to go fight some putties <laughs> in a second. She's wearing like a, a cute pink uh, dress over like bike shorts. That's exactly what she's wearing. And then Minako is like, "Fuck all y'all. I'm on vacation." 
Uh, let me get let me get these uh these calf length overalls and my t shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta admit, all their outfits are really nice. I think I like uh Usagi's the most because it is very Pink Ranger. <laughs> like literally, that's what I remember Kimberly wearing. So she's doing all those backflips and whatnot. I was like, yep, this is exactly how I picture it. <laughs> I like I like her outfit a lot. Usagi's dressed like the Pink Ranger. Ami's dressed like she's going to a job interview. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the very formal belt on the skirt too that like makes it look yes. so professional. Yeah, this is her practicing for when she becomes a doctor later on in life. That's not happening. <laughs> ah. Sorry, she has to be a a soldier for the rest of her life. She is a soldier. She's a soldier doctor. She could she could be a doctor and a and a a, a sailor no. scout. You the don't sailor know. Scouts don't, you don't have know. <laughs> they 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 are just there are like you know. I don't know how many there are, but there are five main ones, and they just all have to fight. They don't have time to specialize. Mm, mm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Amy does. <laughs> yeah, sure does seem like Sailor Pluto is specialized in standing oh. around a fucking door. I'm assuming that's just because everyone hates her and went, uh, "Go, go watch that door." <laughs> mm, pretty Rude. sure I know why they make her watch that door, but I'm not gonna say anything about it. <laughs> oh, it's not to stop anybody from time traveling because it doesn't work. <laughs> Um, look, look, let's just say it, all right? She's guarding the door because she got a little too close to the king. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, And Usagi oh is like, keep that bitch out of my house. <laughs> okay? Whoa! <laughs> just saying. <laughs> let's keep her by all the door. Right. The sentient loyal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the scouts all decide they shut Usagi down, like, which is hilarious because it's like, no. You shouldn't have lied to us. Now we're all going to go sleep on the floor. (laughs) Like, how does this work? I don't know. So they go up the steps uh, to this uh, this mountaintop temple. According to Ami, there are 52.8 times as many steps up to this temple as there are to the Hikawa Shrine. Uh, Now, the Hikawa Shrine is real. Mm -hmm. You can go there. Uh, Naoko Takeuchi worked there as a Miko when she was a teenager. Right. Uh, so if you if you go to Japan, count the steps and let us know, and we'll do the quick math and figure out how many steps there are up to the uh, the mean, mountaintop temple. No thanks. How many steps to the Hikawa? Or you could Google uh, it. <laughs> I'm gonna try it because I want to know right now. It's not answering easily. Ugh. Let's see if Wikipedia says no. Doesn't say. Sorry. Oh, darn yeah, it. Yeah, so that's why I told people they gotta go. They gotta go take the tour, Jordan. Gotta go take that Sailor Scout tour. But that's gonna take too long. I wanna know now. <sighs> we live in a world of instant gratification. We need to know now. Patience is a virtue, Jordan. Fine. So they walk up the steps. Yusagi is dying. Everybody else is mostly okay. I would like to know how Luna and Artemis got up there and they're not winded at all. Cats are spry, man. Are they? They probably ran and then, like, went fast and then took naps. That that sounds about right, because they don't look out of breath at all, like the way the girls do. Or they drape themselves around the girls' necks, which they do all the time. So. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense, actually. They see, well, I keep wanting to say Lita, but they see Makoto beating the shit out of a tree. Yep, because that's what you do when you're training. Yeah, no, it, it's awesome. It's awesome. She is like throwing roundhouse kicks. She is punching. They got the rope wrapped around the tree. It's rad as hell. This is about where I started thinking about about how their heights again. Because again, like 
I was just like, they don't look under four feet. She does not look, or under five feet, I mean. Sorry, four feet would be ridiculous. Yeah. She doesn't look that short, but it's like, no, it's just because, again, she must be just so small. Well, you have to remember, she did, Usagi herself just did turn 15, so maybe she had a slight growth spurt that got her out of that 4'11 height range, possibly. No, I know, but again, like, yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. Like, children are very small. Right. But, like... The people I know who are who are five feet tall or less are not that small slight of body of build. Well, to be fair, I'm about five two, so I would say that's about right. Okay, more or less. They're not so tall that they can't. Uh, you can't just do a standing jump upstairs over them. <laughs> well, now wait a minute. Yes, they could be. They very well could be. You don't know that. Uh, well, so we see it done. We see it done. So it's possible. Uh, uh, non-gross Gramps jumps over them. Yes. And he is amazing. What does, Lita, uh, what does Mako call him? I think they call him a, ball, um, a bald eagle in, yes. in the English dub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, awesome. They watch this dude jump, like do a standing jump at least six feet in the air, like do a front flip and land and keep running. Mm-hmm. And Makoto's like, that dude is rad. He like is like super strong. And then Usagi's, you know, the living emoji <laughs> yeah. is like, oh, like Ooh. you're in love again. Like, are you in love with the monk? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and Makoto is so embarrassed. As she should be. Love is embarrassing, apparently. It it can be because she didn't make the first. Because she's she's over here flirting with some guy in front of Amy. How is Amy not taking this well? Amy is fine. Amy is completely nonplussed. <laughs> she came near to study. So Makoto uh, later goes to join uh, the monk underneath the waterfall where he is meditating. But the water is too cold for Makoto. So she like freaks out and she's like, hey, how do you focus so much? Like, I'm in a slump. I feel like I'm letting my friends down because I can't beat up monsters by myself. Uh, How do I get to be focused like you uh, and get your level of willpower? And the monk steps out of the freezing cold waterfall and he, he doesn't say anything to her. And Makoto's like, why won't you you say anything? It's very much a, a John Yu from the good place situation. Yes. Uh, yes. And then the monk, says, the monk says, I'm so cold I can't move my mouth. <laughs> and then it turns out he's, been, uh, he's a little bit of a funny goofball. What he was basically saying is slight hypothermia. Give me like 10 seconds to come back to the living and then I'll talk to you. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And he tells her. No other path makes me feel so alive, thus it is the one I take, uh, which mm. is his favorite saying, his favorite proverb, which I would love to hear Minako mangle that one. Yes. <laughs> Completely. Okay, so I have another question. So going forward, how did nobody see the truck at the top of the cliff? <laughs> right? Yeah, the- there is a white Subaru Outback about 10 feet above them. How did they miss At this that? temple that nobody notices. Like, with the engine running. You don't look up. Thank you. The car is on, and she is sitting there staring at them. I'm like, how did you miss this? They're, they're too cold to look up. That's not the point. So nobody notices the car. Uh, and so they all head back to the temple to sleep on the floor and have a fun pillow fight. Pillow fight! Yes. yes. I think this is the first pillow fight we've ever had in Sailor Moon. It is. And it's glorious. Because all you do, because they're having this really nice conversation about how 
Uh, she can go to them with any problems. Ray's being really nice about it. You know, they're all looking at her, and Amy's got her nose in the book. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, hey, who's Amy sleeping next to? Because I, I assume it must be her girlfriend, right? Well, they have to have tension. a buffer. A little bit of tension. <laughs> Is, they have to have the buffer. Something obviously happened with her, you know, <laughs> talking to the monk. Amy is like, I'm not talking to this heifer. Screw this. She can wait. <laughs> Ray, Ray is exactly the kind of person who would appoint herself as a chaperone. <laughs> yes, she would. She always wants to act, be the grown-up to everybody. Yes. I think we've come around. I think we've come a long way on Ray, right? Like, I think we've come a long way from season one where we were like, oh, Ray is the worst. Ray is a monster. Ray is terrible. Only because she's not... They don't, there's not as much focus on her anymore but she's still pretty mean a lot of the time yeah well in this scene like usagi is like hey listen if something's bothering you you can come to us like you can talk to your friends like that's what we're here for like we love you we want to help you and ray is like yeah just don't tell us everything that's wrong like usagi always does it's like whoa 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 that's a very unhelpful thing to say my dude She she can't be all the way too nice because then the people are going to think something's wrong with her. So she's still got to have that slight mean tendency, at least to Asagi. I think you know they're really good friends. <laughs> they're fr- they're really good friends. Okay, Arlie, if you say so. Whatever, it is, whatever the case, it kicks off some violence and we get a pillow fight. Uh, the pillow fight is actually really cute. Uh, Usagi throws her pillow at Ray. Then Ray throws both of her pillows at Usagi, but one misses and hits uh, Minako, which is basically like hitting Usagi. Let's yeah. Be, let's be real Aww. here. Aww. I, mean, I mean, look, unfortunately, Mina still does not get any character until later on in the season and series. But yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, well, I mean, there's already been a scene in this episode where Minako and Usagi were literally just doing the same thing at the same time. It's true. Played for laughs. So yeah. it's not it's not just me. And then Mina pegs Amy in the face with a pillow. Yeah. Yeah, how does that happen? That was completely She's... off balance. I'm just like, you weren't even trying to hit Ray, so you just did it on purpose to get her involved. She was just flirting. <laughs> <laughs> Making Ray jealous this time. No, I'll take it. I'll believe it. So then all the girls go to sleep, and then we see them, I guess this is probably the next morning, uh, before sunrise. And it's really cute, because we see, like... Ray is kind of normal, but she's, like, kicked her feet out from under the covers. Usagi is sideways and half onto Minako's bed with her mouth wide open. Yes. Minako's sheets are gone, and she's, like, curled up around a pillow. And then Ami, perfect, perfect Ami, is just tucked neatly into the bed on her back like a witch. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Head on, on the pillow, just, like, perfectly asleep. It's very cute. It's 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 it kind of just shows her characters. Like, yeah, I do everything perfectly, and there's nothing you can do about it. But Chris, you forgot to mention Makoto. Oh well, Makoto's not there. What? Oh God. Yes. Where could she be? Uh, Makoto has gone outside, and and she's like having a moment. She's like, hey, everybody came out here to help me, but you know what? I gotta I gotta fix this. I came. I didn't come out here because they've got a problem. I came out here because I've got a problem, and I need to fix it myself. And that is. Our act break. Super. Oh, bro. Jordan. Yes. Artley. Huh? Did you know 
that uh, Sailor Business and its sister podcast, Xena Warrior Business, are listener-supported on Patreon.com. I did. I did as well. Where can people find it? If people want to support this show, they can head over to Patreon.com slash Sailor Business, kick in as little as a dollar every month, and uh, help us do the show, help us make extra shows, get access to things like show notes, which I really need to put up uh, since Jordan sent them to me, uh, bonus content, we've got the blooper reels up there now, uh, help support the mini episodes that we're doing going forward. Uh, we're only about uh, $120 away uh, per month from doing Xena Business mini episodes, which are very exciting. Uh, we're going to start in on those uh, with doing a deep dive into some fan fiction. Uh, and I remind you that while Sailor Business is not necessarily an all-ages show, Xena Business is adults only. Yeah, Xena Biz is for the grown-ups. Oh, yeah, it is. pretty raunchy. And I love it. It's raw. But we uh, we really want to take this opportunity to thank all of our Patreon backers. Uh, so since our last episode, we've had uh, quite a few. Jordan, are you ready to thank our backers? I sure am. Uh, well, we got a pledge from Welcome to Storybrook. Well, thank you, Welcome to Storybrook. It is, it's, a, it's a podcast about Once Upon a Time. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. Bjorn Fontaine uh, uh, edited a pledge. Thank you, Bjorn. Uh, Otarsis. Otarsis, we appreciate it. Uh, we got a uh, we got a big pledge coming in from Abernathy Green. Oh, thank you so much, Abernathy Green. Uh, Code Gray has pledged. Thank you, Code Gray. Uh, Charles showing up with a with a, a donation. Thank you, Charles. Ian Zielstra. Ian, we appreciate your help. Our good friend uh, Katarina Ardutovskaya. What, Katarina? Thank you so much. Yeah, I guess on the last episode, uh, we got a pledge from Erasmus Woodman. Thank you, Erasmus. That is a proper ass name that you have there, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Uh, Allie Brinken, our last guest on uh, on Xena Business, has pledged. Aw, thank you, Allie. And Redemption. Thank you, the concept of redemption. No, no, it's two E's, like Reed Richards' Emption. Redemption. Oh, 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 I see. Thank you. Thank you, Redemption. And also, thank you to the concept of redemption. That's something we should all take some time out and uh, and thank. I, I appreciate that. Uh, this is where I wanted to mention this. Uh, we it's it's a new month. Uh, it is March. Uh, so, in addition to our regular episodes, uh, so, somehow, even though I have a convention every weekend this month except this one, oh, uh, no. we're going to be recording another bonus episode and. I, I I mentioned this topic to you before we started recording, Jordan, and I want to know what our listeners have to say. Uh, I kind of want to talk about shows that were influenced by by Sailor Business. There's a couple that I have in mind. Well, Obviously, no, I want to no, talk no, about... No, 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 Not by Sailor Business. No, no. That's incorrect. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Uh, shows that were influenced by Sailor Moon. Because <laughs> I think there's <laughs> one show that was influenced by Sailor Business. There, there's two. There's the Gem Jam. The Gem oh, Jam was influenced by Sailor Business. Okay. Well, so right, we could right. talk to Annie and, and <laughs> Mac and Kit. <laughs> Shows influenced by Sailor Moon. Uh, so obviously I've, I want to talk about Steven Universe a little bit on that show. There's one that I want to talk about. I won't go too deep into it, but I do want to talk about Miraculous, if anyone out there is watching Miraculous. Uh, but if you have any thoughts on shows that were influenced by Sailor Moon, I know we talked about uh, there being like a weird seeming influence on Buffy uh, that I'm sure Jordan oh, yeah. will get into because Jordan hasn't watched Sailor, Jordan hasn't watched Steven Universe or, or Miraculous. I watched a bunch of episodes of Steven Universe. 
Doesn't count. How far did you get? Well, I haven't gotten any farther than last time we discussed it, but it was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. I would say that is the problem. You should probably watch some more episodes. It's a good show. Yeah, it is a good show. Anyway, if anybody has uh, any ideas about shows that we could talk about uh, that maybe we haven't thought of as far as having a Sailor Moon influence, then uh, absolutely uh, send us an email or, or tweet at us. Get in touch and we'll we'll read those out on the show. Um, obviously, there's a, a couple of, of anime series that most likely we haven't seen, but... Uh, you know, there's clearly a little something going on with uh with Utena. All right, uh, which I really Woo! want to sit down and watch. And lesbian bear storm. I'll tell you what, I have a thing I will mention. I will finally reveal on that episode. I've alluded to in the past that I've tried multiple times to do a Magical Girl comics at Marvel. In that mini episode, I will reveal which ones I tried and failed to get done. <gasps> oh, okay, so there you go. There's a oh my god, yes. There's a uh, a big tease for the next episode. Uh, also, feel free to head over to the Patreon page and let us know what other topics you'd like us to uh, cover in future mini episodes. Uh, we did have someone suggest a a fan fiction uh, in which Usagi gets pregnant at sixteen. Uh, probably not going to read that one. Whoa. Just a heads up. Well, Whoa. hold on. Does she get pregnant magic style or traditional? Uh that was not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah, I kind of don't either. Is the problem? Oh God, no! So you can, uh, if you're curious, you can go read that. Uh, read those comments at the the Patreon page. Uh, you can also find my con schedule. Uh, I've got a couple coming up, um, including this weekend. As you are are listening to this. Uh, tomorrow, I will be at NC Comic Con Oak City in Raleigh, North Carolina. So if you're a listener in the area, and I know we've got one, uh, Maria, uh, who I ran into at the Sailor Moon R uh, showing in Raleigh, uh, then come by and say hi. Uh, come by and, and and say hi and maybe buy some comics from that, me. Oh, yeah. Now Maria's going, oh, God, great. Now I have this responsibility every time you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you have to buy everything on the table. <laughs> All ten issues of uh, X Men ninety two and uh, and our uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one shot. Uh, next weekend I'll be at uh, SC Comic Con in Greenville. Uh, I'll be at the Sumter Comic Art Symposium in Sumter on April first. May sixth is Free Comic Book Day. I'll be at Ultimate Comics in Durham. Uh, May thirteenth and fourteenth I'll be at Tidewater Comic Con in Virginia Beach. Uh, May twentieth, Jordan, you'll be in town. Uh, here, if you're in Durham. <laughs> You might see us hanging out that weekend. Yeah, if you're invited to Chris's wedding and you want us nope. to sign some comics, no, no, please, please do not bring comics. That is not a that is not a thing that would go over very well at all. Uh, yeah, uh, no, it would not. And then uh, June 16th through 18th, uh, I'll be at Heroes Con. Jordan, do you have any cons coming up? Are you going to do New York? Uh, oh well, of course. I'll, yeah, I'll, I always go to New York Comic Con at least a tiny bit because I live right nearby. The only other con I know I'm going to be at this year is uh, Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. Um, so if you're going to that, absolutely uh, look me up. I'm happy to to chat about Star Wars or Sailor Moon or anything like that. So uh, good times. Uh, why don't you do Sailor Moon Celebration? That's my question. Mm. Uh, well, they wouldn't call it Celebration because that's the Star Wars convention's name. But there should be a, a Sailor Moon convention. There must be, right? Uh, there's a Sailor Moon Masquerade Ball that I think just recently passed. But there's always like little, like little tips and stuff for Sailor Moon, uh, like uh, pop up shops and stuff like that. We we did talk about the Sailor Moon Masquerade Ball, and we thought about going because Jordan, it's in New York, isn't it? 
Yeah. Uh, it's upstate New York, actually. So it's like a three hour drive. It's not so bad. There's something on June 24th called Toronto Sailor Moon Celebration 2017. I think I will actually, and this is not a joke, I believe I will be at the Garfield Gathering Collector Convention in Asheville, North Carolina that weekend. You you already looked it up? June 24th. Yeah, the week after the week after Heroes Con. Oh. How did you know that's when it was? That was fast. Because I've been planning to go to this Garfield convention for like three months, <laughs> my dude. And oddly enough, it is called Sailor Moon Celebration, which is exactly what you said it should be. Yeah, you should go to that. If you're not going to come to this Garfield con with me and Matt Wilson and Daniel Kibblesmith, then you should absolutely go to that Sailor Moon con. Are you a big Garfield fan? No. But it's Garfield. How do you turn that down? Yeah. Okay, if anybody out there listens to War Rocket Ajax, Garfield comes up a weird amount. And it comes, like, maybe because we've had Chip Zdarsky on a couple times, and that dude loves his Garfield. But when we found out there was the, the, the... I think it's the 15th semi-annual Garfield Collector Convention was happening two hours from my house and 15 minutes from Matt's house. Like, obviously we're going. Obviously we're going to go. Obviously. And uh, Daniel Kibblesmith, uh, who writes Valiant High, uh, the digital exclusive, which is a great, great series, uh, alongside Derek Charm, and is one of the writers on uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, is going to come down and we're all three going to go to the Scarfield convention. Not, And the thing is, we're not going to make fun of it. We're going because we finally get to see what a convention is like to people who aren't into a thing. And I'm very curious. That's our Patreon, everybody. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think any of that's going to end up in the bonus reel? <laughs> Uh, yep. Maybe a lot of it, but uh, point being, <laughs> come see us at conventions. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing New York this year or not. I'm going to say probably not, uh, but if you're at any of these cons in the Southeast, Heroes Con is always great. Uh, SC Comic Con and NC Comic Con are both really fast-growing shows, and I'm actually really excited about doing Virginia Beach because I've never done it before. I think this is like their second or third year doing the show. So uh, absolutely, if you're in one of those areas, uh, come say hi, and uh, and then I'll try and be more on... Uh, more on it uh, in the future. I actually did have a couple of Sailor Business fans come up in Seattle, including someone who specifically came up to say they were a fan of Agents. Aww. Did that make you feel weird? No, it, it was great, actually. Okay, good. I love your show, especially your fiancé. <laughs> love your show, especially your fiancé, and how much she hates the very concept of heterosexuality. <laughs> I believe those were her exact words. Perfect. All right, so that's it. That's it. Patreon.com slash Sailor Business. Help support the show. Uh, spread the word. Uh, and that would be super cool of you. Let's get back to the episode. And we're back. Hi. Hello. So the next morning, uh, everybody wakes up. And I love seeing everybody... I love seeing everybody in the morning because they all look super tired, even Ami. Like, Ami's, like, barely awake, clutching her pillow, trying to figure out why there's so much noise outside. And that noise is, of course, uh, Sailor Jupiter doing karate. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. sparkling. All have awesome bedhead, I gotta admit. It's literally just that rolled out of bed, and I don't know what to do with myself hair. Which I love because Usagi still has her odongos. They're just, like, slightly, <laughs> they're just, like, slightly battle damaged. Very. Yeah, just gotta brush them. Yeah, didn't she one time sleep with her hair undone? 
She's done that a few episodes. We usually see her sleeping with it in Odongos, and it's in ribbons. Like, oh, right. So there's, the it'll have like ribbons in the Odongos and then ribbons like halfway down and then ribbons at the end to keep it all from getting too tangled, which I guess is what you have to do when you're four foot eleven with six feet of hair. <laughs> oh, I wish I had six feet of hair. She has a lot of hair. She does. Then everybody actually gets up and puts on their same outfits from yesterday and they go to eat and they are very disappointed by the amount of food. Uh, it looks like they've got like a small bowl of miso soup. Mm-hmm. One is that is that ginger? Uh huh. Like one little thing of ginger and like th- four orange slices. It looks like it. There, I, that, also, that's rice in the, and in rice. the white. Oh, is it rice in the white bowl? I could not yeah. tell if that was an empty bowl or not. No, it's hard to tell. I don't know why I thought it was porridge, but I think it is rice. Yeah, it is. It does not look like a filling breakfast, but it, do, it does look like the kind of breakfast you would expect from sleeping at a a Buddhist temple. Where people go right. punch trees and, and and get their uh get their minds right. Yeah, Usagi is very unhappy about it, but the other girls have optimistic views of this. <sighs> Amy's like it it'll help your brain work more efficiently. <laughs> and then Ray's like, and you'll lose weight, you fat fuck. That's exact- right. I'm like, where is she fat? I wish I looked like that size when I was 15. Good gravy. They're really like body shaming her for no reason. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not fat. You're fine. She's literally, I'm literally that friend who looks at my other best friend. I'm like, you're not fat. You're fine. Trust me. I've seen worse. But damn it. They're going to leave Usagi alone about her body shaming. I don't appreciate this. It's fucked up. Again, it's not like they do not lead active lifestyles. What? Right. Like you, you hear about those. You hear about like, like, like a Michael Phelps or like a like a Katie Ledecky, where it's like when they're when they're training, they'll eat like you know ten thousand calories a day. Right. Like they're just like constantly eating because they're like you know their bodies are so efficient at, at processing things of energy. Like if you're doing that and you're a swimmer, like they, these girls fight monsters. Mm-hmm. Right? They fight so many monsters, we don't even see how many monsters they fight. <laughs> Who knows if Ironder was the only one that we missed out on. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. This could, that, for all we know, that could have been like the, th- like the second monster that they fought that day. So the cats show up. Yeah. Well, the cats show up and then Usagi's like, fuck it, I'm going to the hotel because I'm going to get like a real breakfast and see my boo. And Ray's like, okay, fine. <laughs> like Ray puts up a big front. Mm-hmm. But she's like immediately gives in, and then everyone reveals that they uh, they brought swimsuits. Yes, yeah. it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny because uh, who starts it? I think Minako starts it, and then Ray and Usagi pull out theirs, and <laughs> yeah, then yeah. the cats say, "I guess Ami's the only one who was seriously concerned about Makoto." Why would the cats leap to that assumption? I because you know why? Because because mm-hmm. Ami doesn't like frivolous fun. Mm. That's why. That doesn't sound like Ami to me. And she's the most responsible. It doesn't sound Ami like Ami to not like Ami frivolous fun. Why? No, she does not. They even say that Ami's in a class by herself. Like she's literally that person who is really thinking more of her friend and probably her books. So no, why would she come there with a, a bathing suit? But it just it well, turns out she what? is a fifteen year old girl and she wants to have fun too. Yeah, yeah, she brought a bathing suit. She came to party. Uh, so she doesn't give a fuck about Makoto, is in other words. Right? <laughs> or, or alternately, or alternately, maybe she wanted to spend some uh, some swimsuit time with yeah. Makoto. No, Makoto can't go swimming. She's training. Uh, Then why did Ami bring a swimsuit? 
to go to this hotel. Anyway, here's the other <laughs> thing about these cats who I love, you know, except for Artemis. I love Luna, but come on, Luna. There's no, it's fine. Makoto is busy training. They don't need to sit there and watch. The whole concept of them going there to, quote unquote, help her train is stupid in the first place. She doesn't need help to train. She's training. That's fine. Right. So the idea that they could go swimming while she's training is totally reasonable. What's the problem? So uh, the girls go to the hotel and we see... Usagi eating breakfast, and I have a lot of questions about this breakfast. What is she eating? She's eating noodles. She's got she's got something with noodles. She's got something with like noodles, sausage, peppers, and onions. But the noodles look like they are spaghetti. Like it looks like spaghetti because she's got sauce all over her mouth. Right. right. It's something with a sauce. Yeah. And she's eating tons of drumsticks. Yeah. She's got. She's also got four chicken legs on her plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this lettuce there. There's well that the lettuce is either a it's there's either a sandwich or a like a, a layer cake next to her. I like a club sandwich oh, or a yeah, layer cake. I think that. it's a sandwich. Oh, yeah, it so she's oh, got a noodle dish with sausage, peppers, and onions, four drumsticks, a sandwich, and a melon soda. Yeah. And that's when she sees her boyfriend. Oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Walking by with a ton of plates and glasses, because he's basically a busboy or a waiter or something. Yeah, he's and, a waiter. He's a waiter. And, and Usagi is like, hey, Mamoru, let's go hang out. And he's like, I'm at my job. Actually, no. He he actually says, I would love to, but I'm kind of busy. I think he actually did want to get out of there. He's like, I need a fucking break. Well, of course People are going to end up killing me. He's like, I don't know what I was thinking taking this part-time job. I, I just don't know what she's thinking, because I don't know there are very few people whose jobs are so lax that you could just show up at their job and go, hey, let's go hang out. And they'd go, no problem. I mean, my job. Yes. My job. <laughs> Freelancer. <laughs> what is your job? I, I work IT at a university, so I can just get up and kind of walk around sometimes. <laughs> you could just bug out? You could just be like, oh, I'm just going to go hang out. Bye. Well, it's just I'm one of four, so if one of us needs to take a break, we get up and we walk, and you kind of walk around. Jordan, are you telling me? Are you telling me that if I came to New York and I just dropped by the drop by the offices, that you couldn't you couldn't go and get a go and like get a little lunch with me? If it was at lunchtime and I hadn't already like you know if you but if you came by at three o'clock after I'd already had lunch without ever saying that you were going to be doing this and there was no plan involved, you just showed up. I'd probably be like, I'm in the middle of stuff. I got stuff to do. Oh, you could take a break mm. for a few minutes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Jordan, I think you could take a break. Come uh, on. It's, 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 they're just Star Wars comics, Jordan. You, like, just make sure there's no cuss words and you're fine. <laughs> See you in hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. That's a Star Wars line. It's from Empire. Oh, oh that is from Empire. I thought you were saying that to me, and I was like, you know, I was being a little dismissive of your work, but Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> now, what I love about this, okay, there's a couple things I love about this scene. One, uh, if Memory had Bruce Wayne money, he wouldn't need a summer job. Oh, we're not going to come back to that, are we? Come on. Okay, all right, all right, listen, that's a reasonable thing to say. That dude's got, that dude's got car payments, is what he's got. Oh, fine. But, I mean, again, he still has that apartment. It's real nice. Yeah. He's got a motorcycle and a car. Like, he's got some sort of money going on. Now, 
maybe he just wants to learn responsibility. That does. Well, he specifically mentions that the job pays well. Well, that's true. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, those two words don't mix. If he were responsible, he wouldn't be dating a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, the other thing that I like about this is mm-hmm. that he's essentially wearing, minus the jacket, cape, hat, and mask, a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That dude, do you Pretty think he similar. just showed up for work as Tuxedo Mask and was like, uh, I got my own, so so I am ready to go. And they were like, all right, cool. That saves us money on the on the uniform. He just literally showed up. He's like, so I've already got the uniform. When do I start? So he has to go back to work. Somebody calls him away. And then we get this ridiculous scene, which is ridiculous in the Japanese version and then double ridiculous in the American. Okay, I will I'll, let me talk about the American or the Japanese version because I Please. fucking love this scene. Let's it's hear it. one of the best things we've gotten. Uh, there's these three dudes. Uh, there's there's handsome glasses boy. There's a fresh faced youngster, and there's speedo boy. And they're like <laughs> talking very loudly. Yeah. While looking at uh, the sailor senshi, it's like look at those look at those hot girls over there, and we get this like great like lingering sparkling shot. Of well, of three of the scouts kind of posing, and then Ami just kind of looking like, "What are all of you doing?" <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, th- these girls are so pretty. Like, we should go talk to them. They're like so cute. Look at them." And then one of them turns around and goes, "Hey, that girl is even prettier." And in the in the new dub, he actually says, "Those girls," uh-huh. but in this one. In this one, he just says, that girl's even prettier. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Usagi kind of, like, flops down in her chair, and it, like, shows Minako and Ray are just kind of, like, disappointed and, and kind of grumpy about it. And that, that I thought, was funny enough. I thought that was going to be the joke, that these were just, like, thirsty boys. Uh, but then we see that the boys are looking at Haruka and Michiru. Um, who are also at the hotel sunbathing, and who also get Uh, their nice soft focus flower petal slow pan. I love it. It's hilarious. So silly. So how does it how does it go down in the American version? Okay, it starts the same exact way with the boys going, "Oh, look at those girls!" But I don't know why. For some reason, they didn't want them to go run off to to Ogle Michelle. They say, "Look, the all you can eat buffet's opening up." Well, you you did miss the part where where one of the boys says "Hello, dollies." And oh, that is true too. Yep. I'm like, who says that? <laughs> the oh. eat, which, and then again, th- then I was like, plus that that totally breaks the reality of the of the show because if if the, go, if the guy would be disappointed, right? She'd be like, "What?" <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. It's so silly. I love. I love, wow, look at those really, really cute girls. We should go talk to them. And then one guy turns his head and he's like, that girl's hotter. And it's fucking, it's fucking Mejuru. The the perfect, beautiful prodigy. But like, they're talking way too loud. (laughs) Way too loud. You are, you're not subtle. The concept of whispering is lost on them. So Usagi recognizes Haruka and Mejuru and all the girls run over. Haruka calls her bunhead. Which I think is cute. Uh, she goes, mm-hmm. oh, are you here too, Bunhead? Or Moonface. Yes. She called her, that's really awful. Is that what she I calls she her calls in the American her, yep. version? It is what yep. she calls her. Why would they not just have her call her Meatball Head? 
Because that's know. for Darian. Only Darian gets to call her Meatball Head. Yeah. It's real, it's real, real bad, guys. Yeah. It's real, real bad. But we have a lot left in this episode. I'm just realizing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. I like uh, Michio's bathing suit. It's it's probably one of my favorites. Yes, with the like the the high neck and then yes. the mesh. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a sweet look. Yeah. And of course, uh, uh, Haruka is dressed in like a shirt and shorts, like totally uh, tomboying it up a little bit. Right. I like it. And I love, I love that Haruka goes, oh, you're here too? Hmm, what a coincidence. <laughs> coincidence. It is the engine that drives the show. <laughs> no, no. Again, they're, they're, they're using their, whatever science it is where you can tell somebody's pure heart. That's the word for it, Jordan. Science. Yep. You got science. It. Science because you could do it on a computer. No, you can't. <laughs> I, I saw UVL do it. A moon computer. A magic moon computer from space. That is just them taking a shot in the dark. That's not how you find pure hearts, but whatever. But apparently it works because, again, they're both targeting the same people. I've been online for 20 years, and I can tell you, you cannot find pure hearts on a computer. That oh. is... Not at all. <laughs> not yeah. at all. Chris, all of our trash piles are pure hearts. Maybe pure hearts should be our uh, our $25 level. There you go. <laughs> See, the problem is nobody in the show actually has a pure heart. They always have to throw it back. No, they all have pure hearts. They don't have talismans, Jordan. Oh, that's right. No, no, you're right. In the American one, they are always going, this heart isn't pure. So all the the scouts are all there. Uh, Back at the the temple, Makoto is meditating with... uh, Do we have this guy's name? I've just been calling him the monk, but I'm sure he has a name. He does. He does. I just forgot to write it down. Chad, too. No, no, no. Gramps. Greg. Oh, oh, Uh, Greg. (laughs) Kakasui? Yeah. Kakasui. So he's meditating, and he actually falls asleep. Uh, Makoto keeps mistaking his, like, what he's doing for, like, oh, his focus is so intense. He's so, like, he's so good at, uh... It, it meditating and everything, and he's just like, oh, geez, sorry, I just completely fell asleep. I, li- I like Kakazui a lot, actually. He, he um, definitely reminds me of a non-perverted Haposai. Yes. I'm, but I'm confused as to, how, right before this scene, I'm a little confused. So, the other girls all said, we're going to go back to the temple, and Usagi was like, I'm going to stick around. And then we mm-hmm. see Usagi walking back to the temple by herself. Wh- what? I'm confused. She, she stuck around because she thought she was going to get a, get a date with Mamoru. So she okay. waited around saying, okay, maybe I, if I wait around a little longer, he'll have time like on a break and we can hang out for a little bit. But and he didn't. And he didn't. So that's why she's walking by herself. And then she saw, she saw the car driving back up to the – and again, I don't know why it didn't let the monster out yesterday. But she saw the car driving back to the temple and uh, right. went, oh, shit. And well, because the monsters aren't there to get the pure hearts anymore. Right. Remember, right. the monsters are only there in case the, the sailor senshi show up. But again, now we have the, the crazy syringe rifle. Right. right. But again, she's, she's fought, found the guy yesterday. Well, yes. Yeah. And for some reason did not strike. She went to the hotel, too, apparently. Well, brought I was just suit. thinking that. She went to the hotel. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe she didn't want to do it while while one of the like while someone else was around, but like Makoto's there when she does it right. now, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, makes it's no weird. sense. It's weird. The monk saves Makoto. Makoto is gonna, well, she thinks she's gonna take the blast, and he like pushes her out of the way, not realizing he was the target to begin with. Right. Yeah, and he tells her a person cannot live alone. 
Don't push yourself too hard. Or alternately, I guess people who need people are the luckiest people. Because <laughs> that's his other favorite proverb. He says, uh, I think he says, um, oh, I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. Yeah, it was something like that, though. That's about the same in the, the English and the Japanese. So, well, so two amazing things happen. One, uh, UDL gets out of the car and immediately just whips off her lab coat again, which I guess is... Which, like, I guess that's what she does whenever she thinks she's got a pure heart. Like, she doesn't want to wear the lab coat. She wants to change into her dancer outfit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the next great thing is that Makoto does, like, a forward roll into a jump into a bush. Yes. Yes. To get so she can't see her transform. Right. Exactly. It's pretty amazing. Pretty great. Uh, So Makoto transforms. And uh, and we get the Sailor Jupiter song for the first time. Mm -hmm. No, no. We've had it before. Are you sure? Because we haven't we haven't had it this extended, because it like I did, had not noticed before that it sounds like the original Star Trek theme. Well, at the very least, we had it in the movie, but I'm pretty sure we had it before here. As it's well. been there before, but like you said, not as not as extensive as it's been. Not but the club remix right. we've got here. No, exactly. Listen, not you're you're mistaken, especially when it comes to the movie, because in the movie. Not only do we hear this version, we hear a version that's way longer because when she finishes her transformation, they like keep her music going for like the rest of the fight. Right. Mm, it's I a fact. That. <laughs> I know. Mm. I think you're wrong. They do. <laughs> so Jupiter transforms and Sailor Moon transforms because she is just getting back from uh, her not date with Memru. And we get a we get a speech and then a diamond comes out. And this is the uh, Daruma diamond, but it's very, it's very weird. Like she shows up and uh, she's covered in frowny faces mm-hmm. and has a giant paintbrush. And I was watching this with Aiden and Aiden goes, uh, wow, she's an artist covered in frowny faces. It, does she work in comics? <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm telling you, Aiden was on some b- between this and her commentary about Gabrielle on uh on the last episode of Xena I was watching. Aiden's Aiden's had some good some good zingers uh for the business podcast lately. That's awesome. So the other scouts all show up as well. They just fly into the screen. Pew pew. Uh and then Jupiter, because she's a dumbass, mm-hmm. just goes, guys, uh, I'm just gonna do this by myself. So Right. I don't need any of your help. She's like, wait, what? That's not how this works. I mean, it's not. It's not that. It's not that much. It's like it's not. She's like a dumbass. Like, come on. I mean, I okay. wouldn't say a dumbass per se. I would just say overzealous when it comes to trying. Completely unnecessary. Right. Yeah. They're a team. They've always been a team. A, a dying monk just told her not to do things by herself. Yeah. <laughs> so not she does dying. sparkling wine just pressure. Had his heart ripped out by a syringe rifle. It's, yeah. That's, right. that's definitely It'll not final. Exactly. She does sparkling wide pressure. The Dharma zaps it back at them, knocks everybody over. So it wasn't a good idea. Mm. Although, to be fair, that the, on, in her defense, though, I should say, that's the attack she would have used even if they were working together. So yes. it turns out her attack just isn't very good. Well, I'll tell you what happened is mm-hmm. that if, uh, if a little bit of a bubble spray would have been going oh, on. Jesus Christ. Okay. She would have okay. been able to blindside the Daruma monster uh, with it. She doesn't even do bubble spray anymore. Mm, mm. I think she does. She, can't, she, she does in some episodes, the, just not this she one. mostly does the freezing one, which is way better. I mean, she mostly does Shine Aqua Illusion now, right. but... Right, which freezes people. Which is, again, Anyway. 
Udeel uh, jumps in, and uh, this is a good part because uh, she's going to take the the heart, and uh, obviously Uranus and Neptune grab the heart first. Uh, and in the dub, the original dub, they say, "No such luck, Puff Pants. It's the wrong crystal yet again." <sighs> no such luck, Puff Pants. Oh, that's pretty good. And then when she just gives up and jumps in her car, they go, "I bet she went to change her pants." Uh, yeah. In the Japanese dub, uh, Michiru and Haruka, or, or, or Neptune and Venus, show uh-huh. up, and they're like, uh, "Like Neptune and Uranus." Or, yeah, Neptune and Uranus show up, and they're like, uh, "Hey, not if your heart, uh, Jupiter. You, uh, you need a little help there. You need a little help, you little baby, yeah. <laughs> you little stupid baby." The one time they offer to help, and she turns the one down. time that she's having a little fit and going, "No, I don't need any help. Get away." Mm, okay, if you're sure you don't need help, you tiny little helpless baby. We're out. <laughs> All right, bye. Like, oh, jerks. That's when uh, the monster, the Daruma monster, uses her paintbrush to tie up all the scouts. And the scouts are, like, kind of in... It's all the other scouts rushed around to help Jupiter fight. The Daruma monster makes a big puffy face, which is really hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then they all get tied up. Mm-hmm. And as they're tied up, it's Jupiter in the middle with one of the scouts on basically each side of her. And she is towering over them, which I actually really like. We can actually see a difference in heights here. Like, Ray's taller than than uh, Sailor Moon, Ami's a little bit taller, and then Jupiter is, like, just a head above everyone else. She's like a full beanstalk ahead. Yeah. And so, they do this thing again, where they just combine their powers. What does that mean? In what capacity? I don't know. They all close their eyes and think about their powers, and it gets them free. Wait, you forget to mention, in the Pioneer version, they hum... To activate these powers. <laughs> they are humming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like that. And then all of a sudden, light shoots out of anywhere, everywhere, and they get free. What? Is that how you activate your so secret silly. power? By humming? Okay. I mean, apparently. This so, is the story checks out. So then, <laughs> Jupiter looks over at the, the guy who's dead on the ground, remembers him going, it's good to relax. <laughs> She looks just pretty have, relaxed. She just has to take a moment and chill out in the middle of this fight and stand motionless with her eyes closed in front of a monster and then literally just do the same attack again. Mm-hmm. And kill it this time. It works for no reason. There's no change. I mean, it's all about her her inner life. It's all about her feelings and, and her confidence and her uh, – which – so 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 for my first note then was like what she did it like what the hell because the non Sailor Moon scouts don't kill monsters right. Sailor Moon kills monsters but then I decided okay you know what the real lesson here is the other scouts are fucking slacking all the time yep <laughs> they could they could all if they all just worked a little harder they could kill these monsters yeah like I mean. I like the message here of like, you know, hey, sometimes you've got to recenter and 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 think about like like take a moment, don't get too stressed out. Mm-hmm. But it's really weird that the actual end of this episode is like, oh yeah, she could have like killed all these monsters. Like it doesn't <laughs> need to be Sailor Moon, it's fine. Like it's such a weird it's like it's one of those things that almost kind of breaks the show. Yeah. You know? Why does Jupiter never do it for the rest of the series? I don't know. Because her name isn't Sailor Moon. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, 
So then I just am noticing something. So the end of the episode is they all are back on the train going home. Mm-hmm. Jupiter and Moon are both picking out on the train food. And she looks out the window and she sees the monk waving goodbye. And mm-hmm. I just noticed mm-hmm. <laughs> what I did not notice the first time. The monk out the window waving is still beat to shit. <laughs> like his costume is like tattered and torn and he's like bruised. <laughs> like he has not changed since the fight. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> That's, know. It's been a little while. They all changed. They're on a train now. It's like 15 minutes later. No. Right. She was just like, oh, I'm done. I don't want to do any more of this training shit. I got this. Bye. Yeah, look, no, like, what was she there to do? She was there to learn how to kill the monster. What did she do? She killed <laughs> the monster. She's done. Time to go back. Exactly. There, there are video games at home. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Oh, so silly. So dumb. But yeah, that's the that's the end of the episode. Well, there, there's an important thing I want to note. There's Amy on the train sitting next to her new girlfriend, Mina. Oh, God. Here we go. Hashtag Driftwood. Uh, so. What? <laughs> Because she's, she's watery? Is that what you're getting yeah. at? Water and the box of wood. Yeah. That you, I'm surprised that you don't value these friendships. Oh. <laughs> I mean... What we're seeing. Not I mean, everything has to be romantic, Jordan. Come on. Right. <laughs> you bastard. And to be fair, they are sitting across from each other, so... Who? Amy and uh, Mako. She's rubbing it in her face. Yeah. Let him, let him have it, Chris. You're, you're like really reading way too much into this, Jordan. You're like, have it. Okay, because we're never. Hashtag Driftwood. We're not hashtag Driftwood. Guaranteed that's not going to catch on. I'm not. I won't do it. So that's the end of the episode. And as always, I feel like we learned a lot from watching this. So it's time to find out what we learned. It's time for Sailor Business Says. Hartley, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode? I'm not sure if I learned anything, but if I learned anything, it's you can basically just wander off into the mountains to help your friend study or practice for something, even though she doesn't really need your help, and then go to a hotel afterwards. Yeah. I learned that the Sailor Scouts do not apparently need Sailor Moon at all, and if they just tried a little harder, they'd all be more effective. Shockingly legit. Okay. Shockingly legit. (laughs) I learned that if you have some kind of danger sense... Uh, that lets you know when your destined moon lover is in danger so that you can show up and save her life. Uh, and, you, and you do this, like, all the time. Uh, that's not as important as your job getting, like, four fifteen an hour as a fucking busboy at a hotel. Oh, it no. pays more than that. So I hope those tips were good, oh, uh, Memo. Hope those tips were good. Because you did jack all in this episode, uh, so that goes. I I like this one. Uh, what did What did you guys think of it, uh, Artley? I I think this one's fun. This one actually was fun. This one, um, especially because since I found my old DVD copies, I'm like, oh, this actually makes it even better in English, even though it's kind of horrible to listen to. But the whole concept of it is just really fun. And remembering that there was a a kind of a manga chapter. That kind of coincides with this, made it, made it even better. But I, I like this one. This was good. Now, do you happen to know um, which one came first? What do you mean? Which um, chapter did, did, came first? Did the manga chapter come first, or, or did this episode come first? Because one of the interesting things that I found going through the uh, the X-Men animated series, mm-hmm. uh, which I wrote about, uh, I did a big episode guide back in like 2014 for Comics mm-hmm. Alliance, uh, was that... They adapted a bunch of classic stories 
And then when they kind of ran out of the big X-Men stories, they started doing things that would be in development at the same time as, as like major Marvel events were being plotted. Mm. So you get like the Phalanx Covenant and you get like a weird version of like the animated series version of Age of Apocalypse right. that doesn't really go along with what's in the comics because they're happening kind of at the same time. So did you did you find that like did you know if it was like they just called her up and they were like, hey, Naoko, what are you working on? You're working on uh, somebody goes to the beach. Cool, got it. I think this might have coincided kind of parallel to it. And the only reason why I see that is because in the actual manga chapter, like I said, it's Ray going up to the 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 monastery to uh pure to purify herself. But they also it's also technically Ray's birthday. So the reason why they all go up to the 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 shrine is to spend time with Ray for her birthday. And I guess. Obviously, it's not going to be the exact same as what we saw now, but I think the concept was there. So I think the manga, this is a chicken egg. I think the manga came first. Wait, hang on. But wasn't that, isn't that also kind of the concept of the dinosaur episode? Dinosaur episode is not canon. We're not doing that. <laughs> but the dinosaur episode is about Ray going off on her own and you then they have to shut down. Jordan down. The dinosaur episode, look, let's just put it this way. The dinosaur episode is not only not canon. In my old of uh, DVDs of Sailor Moon R, it's not even on the uh, on any of those discs. They don't even want to remember this thing happened. Okay, huh. so yeah, no, the dinosaur episode that's not weird. canon, and I don't care. It's canon for me though. It's not it's canon for me because that's the episode where where Usagi says, "I didn't know you could drive a boat," and Makoto says, "I can do anything," <laughs> which is one of my favorite things that has ever happened on the show. If that's canon for you. That was a nine hundred and five year old child they're with. Mm, but that's so, but yeah. that's manga canon, from what I understand. That's not show canon. For all we know, it could be show canon. They oh, just sure. well in crystal it is, but that's besides the point. <laughs> so Jordan, what did you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was fun and funny. Uh, it had some good parts. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought it was fun. Again, it does kind of break the show. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the thing I don't like is the part where Jupiter is able to kill the monster at the end for no reason. Yeah. I, I did like all the parts where, again, all the parts where she's thinking that guy is super deep and awesome, and he's just like, yeah, I'm really cold, man. What do you want? It's like, I'm cold and lazy. Deal with it. How do you deal with the cold? Uh, it's I, it's just very cold. I, <laughs> right. I don't. Uh, so I think that does it for this episode. Uh, I think it's fun, but, but weird. Like, a, one that's weird in, not like in the way that, say, a shoe monster is going to be weird in a little bit. Spoiler what? warning. What? But weird in the way that, like, an iron there, there's some weird touches to the plot. It feels off-model, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is, this feels like an off-model episode of Sailor Moon in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, but yeah, interesting, at least. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Artly, before we get out of here, can you tell everyone where to find you online? Um, so I am primarily on Twitter. I am the only Artly. It's at the only Artly. Artly spelled A-R-T-L-E-E. I do have a WordPress blog, uh, World of Television. Uh, so it's television, T-E-L-L-E-E-V-I-S-O-N dot WordPress dot com. Still trying to hammer out some of the uh, logistics behind that, but... If you want to, you know, see what I think about old cartoons, new cartoons, or anything animated in general, go there. Check it out. It's kind of fun. Great. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CrackShop with a zero for an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. And he does 
a bunch of other podcasts like the Morphin Grid about the Power Rangers and Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United about presumably Pokemon and the Cool Kids Table, which is about how cool kids are. Nope. Okay. Very close, though. Very close. Very close. It's an actual play, a uh, role-playing game podcast. Right, 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 right. You can find me on Twitter as the ISB, and you can find my website at the-isb.com. Uh, that is uh, my homepage where you can find links to pretty much everything I do online. Comics that I write, podcasts that I do. Uh, speaking of comics that I write, the Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters Unleashed one-shot, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one dot M-U. How, how do you say it? Is it point M-U? At the at the office, I call I call it point moo, but nobody else appreciates that. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it because I would. It's said very it. difficult to not call it point moo, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I wrote that with my writing partner Chad Bowers. David Baldion did the art. It's really really uh, beautiful. Uh, my favorite tie-in to the Monsters Unleashed event so far. Yeah, it's really. Cool. But you can check that out. It's got Rocket and Groot. Uh, so if you if you are a fan of of the Guardians of the Galaxy comics, you will probably like it. If you're not a fan and you just know them from the movies, then there's probably going to be a lot in there for you to uh, enjoy as well. So check that out. Uh, also, uh, just gonna just gonna go ahead and start plugging it now. Deadpool: Bad Blood, uh, May seventeenth, at your local comic shop. Go in and, and tell them to order it for you. It's me and Chad and and Rob Liefeld doing the first ever Deadpool original graphic novel. Jordan edited it, um, and I think it's guaranteed that. If you buy it, uh, when you purchase it, your retailer will say, now you've got bad blood. Oh, can we go now? I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, you can, of course, find the show at Sailor Business, and you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us there uh, with your thoughts on these episodes, on shows that are influenced by Sailor Moon, which we're going to be talking about soon. Uh, anything you you have to say to us can go there. Uh, and you can, of course, support the show at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness, uh, which would be super cool of you. Also, leave a rating, leave a review, tell a friend. Those are the best ways to help the show out and get us new listeners. And I think that's it on my extended end of the show speech. We'll be back next week with The Bond of Destiny, Uranus's distant past. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Hello, dollies. Go on, you first. Look, the all-you-can-eat buffet's opening up. Oh, yes! It's food all you ever think about!